0: Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy.
1: We're glad that you came back after listening to us talk about dating apps last week. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we had fun. We don't we necessarily expect you all to have had as much fun as we did, but we were very tickled by it. Yeah, so it's very amusing. And if you didn't have as much fun, well,
0: you didn't have to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Sorry. So,
1: so kind of um, keeping in theme with our dating app theme. In line with the relationships, on our dating
0: app episode, we talked a lot about the issues that people have by notice that we noted in their bios and pictures. So now we're going to highlight the issues that were within them, which are termed red flags. Thank you, because I could
1: not English just now whatsoever. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) When we decided to do an episode about dating apps, we thought it was only natural and equally important to do an episode about red flags, because who doesn't love a good red flag? Exactly. I, I mean, red flags are great. They're my favorite color flag. Honestly. For those of you that are new to life and don't know what a red flag is, so there's two definitions. According to the Oxford Dictionary, a red flag is used as a sign of danger, warning or caution, mainly on beaches, in wars or etc, that sort of thing. Um, and according to the urban dictionary, a red flag is a sign or warning of impending doom, danger or disaster. And that one I really like a lot because in dating, it is important to recognize red flags that are waving right in front of your face on dates or in relationships because it can help you to avoid heartache down the road and it can help you to remain safe in the moment. Sometimes we see red flags
0: when we're dating someone and we don't really want to acknowledge them for a litany of reasons. Like we're getting older and running out of options or they just seem so great and and you're really glad to finally have someone like you back. But whatever the reasoning is for ignoring the red flag, you need to stop that. You need to acknowledge the red flags as they come up and talk about them with the person or run. Like you, you can't just ignore them. It's really important. And you can't just go around wearing rose colored glasses and calling them normal. Like you, you can't just ignore them because that is not okay. You need to be watching out for yourself.
1: Exactly. I did a lot of research in like, really in, the, in like the worst places for research like <laughs> out of Cosmo magazine oh like my god. the worst place to do <laughs> research yeah. but I mean okay so there was one article that I found that's called 32 first date red flags first of all the article is super flawed because they only give you 30 red flags what? yeah so there aren't 32 they only give you 30 oh my god Um and I didn't pick all thirty-two because some of them were really dumb and could easily be like be explained away as someone being hypercritical. So I narrowed it down to how many did I narrow it down to? Twenty. Twenty, yeah. I got it down to about (laughs) twenty. But if you are ever looking for relationship advice, Cosmo is usually not the place to look for relationship advice. Although it is very entertaining to look through Cosmo and just see the garbage that is walking through there. Yes. So, uh, with that said, let's look at this garbage. <laughs>
0: All right. Okay, number one. All right, so number one says if they insist on ordering your food and drinks. Um, so, yeah, if it's like, hey, you're going on a date. And they're like, no, I get to order. Like, oh, yeah, you'll be having a salad tonight, darling. Um, ew, gross. No. So, while that... While well, that might seem cute and romantic at first, that could be a sign of a truly controlling person, which is something you need to watch out for. Um, and not only that, but it's also—I mean, unless you've like already discussed this first or something, that's not appropriate. It's them already deciding what you want, and that's not appropriate. And that's not appropriate in a relationship, mm-hmm. like. That's not OK. And if they do that now, they're going to be do- they may do that more later on about more serious matters than just
1: dinner. Yeah. And sometimes that can be a litmus test for them to see if you're easily manipulated. And if you go along with sure. it, then then they'll continue to do it on bigger things in the future. And then one day you're just completely ruled by them. Mm-hmm. Um, If you are able to shut it down right at the beginning, then if they are super manipulative or if they're super controlling, they'll usually just dump you right then and there. Because they know that they can't handle you and that you're too independent and strong and they know that you're not the person for them. So they'll just move on. This is not specific to any type
0: of religion or culture. I do want to make that clear. This can happen anywhere this has happened in the church before like mm-hmm. just because men are you know supposed to be the father of the family the priesthood holder or everything or anything it does not mean that they're in charge of making every single choice okay like you have to and nor does the woman need to make every meal every every like choice like that like it's like relationships are supposed to be give and take between one another so one like you can't just go from so people can go from choosing your meal to choosing your clothes to choosing who you hang out with to choosing whether or not you see your family to choosing how often you see your family to choosing how you spend your money and whether or not you have any freedom at all mm-hmm. like that that can and that does happen to people. And that's why this becomes this is a red flag. And the, at the very beginning of whether or not they insist on ordering your food and drinks and telling you how you
1: sh- on how you should order. Exactly. All right, number two, they have zero opinion on anything. First of all, it's boring as heck. You can't talk. Second, being easygoing is one thing, but being unwilling to share their opinions on anything, including, like, favorite foods, your dating, activity preference, like, anything at all, it's something that you need to be aware of because they're either super pushovers and, like, (laughs) do not care whatsoever, about anyone's viewpoints and can't make decisions for themselves or they are being very calculated and they are trying to analyze you and figure out what they can do to manipulate you again. It all boils down to manipulation again. Oh, and then I was just thinking of like either like being super lazy, like,
0: cause I was thinking if they don't have an opinion, then they also might not like making choices, mm-hmm. which is um, part of the mental load that women tend to take on in relationships, especially once the marriage begins. Yep. I mean, I don't mind going on dates. I like going on dates, but also I don't. But I do not like being asked out on a date, and then he immediately goes, "So what do you want to do?" Like, and then he doesn't have any ideas. Like, I've I've asked guys out, and then I say, if I don't already have something in mind, then I give him two options Mm -hmm. usually to choose from. I usually already have something very clearly in mind. But otherwise, I have two options that I offer up. But I've also been offered to go on dates, and then they're, they're just like, "Okay, we should do something." And Then it's like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And they, by the time the day comes, they're like, "Oh, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Just like you, you need to have opinions. You need to make choices. This is very important, and this is how you have to be a human being and be an adult." Yes. Right. All right. You you number three. Number- Right, um. So they aren't aware of your need for safety. So there's a quote saying if they don't realize you need you have a need to feel physically safe, they haven't matured enough to realize that your other needs will be different than theirs. Better let them learn on someone else, which I think is very important. Yeah. If they don't realize how, that you need something that if, if you don't feel protected or safe around them, then you, you, that's not going to change.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And- yeah, they're they're not going to change. So Yeah. All right. Number four. Whenever someone says, I'm not like other guys or I'm not like other girls, what? they are making literal distance between them and their own gender side. The quote after it says, does he say things like, I'm not like other guys? If he does, he has totally cut off his masculine side. Men should be in touch with their femininity, but if your date has disowned his masculinity, prepare to make every decision in the relationship. Also, good luck trying to get him to get along with your male friends and family members. He'll either be intimidated by them or think that they're jerks. And that perfectly feeds into this next one, which I think is a subset of the I'm not like other guys, I'm not like other girls one. So please share number five, Kaylee. I'm a nice guy. Ugh, hate that so much
0: no no the moment the moment someone says that the moment a guy goes oh but i'm a nice guy no no nope, no nope 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 all the red flags all every red flag flies right up and i'm like nope i will turn right around yeah i am parking this car nope, uh uh-uh,
1: nope nope he's not I'm a under. nice guy run Bye. you guys all know how much i love the bachelor i love the bachelor I don't actually believe that people find true love on The Bachelor. I know there are some success stories and, you know, whatever. I know that The Bachelor that we have right now in 2020, it's very much fake and almost Mm. scripted. It's just it's not real. okay? Okay. I am aware of that. I just love it. One of The Bachelors, his name is Ben Higgins, who is honestly, in my opinion, the best Bachelor there ever was. Try and fight me on it. I will destroy you. Ben Higgins Uh. is the best. In an interview he did a long time after the show, he said that if you have to say, I'm a nice guy, or if you have to say, I'm an honest person, or if you have to say, I'm really humble, it's you overcompensating for your lack of those qualities in your own self. And nine times out of 10, a nice guy is not going to say, I'm a nice guy, or a person that's really genuinely humble is not going to say, I'm a humble person. If you have to project those compliments onto yourself, it's because you are really lacking in that area. So I just love how he says that, because as we can clearly see from all of our experiences, anytime a guy says, I'm a nice guy, he is not a nice guy. He is, in fact, a piece of garbage and you need to get out of there. Well put. That's yeah. Then there's number
0: six, which says they can't maintain eye contact at all. Yeah, you you have to be very careful like sometimes it's excusable and people are shy but after a while people break out of that and are able to maintain eye contact okay so if your date cannot look at you at all when talking to you the chances are fairly high that they are aligned to you this one it's it's still kind of touchy though because you do have to be careful um, because there could be underlying ticks um, or I, I want to wear this
1: carefully. Um, or like other conditions like yeah. autism or Asperger's mm-hmm. or something else like that yeah. where they they are very uncomfortable looking people in the eye. Mm-hmm. And that's all fine. Like right. people can normally explain that. Which is something that someone
0: usually does explain up front because they because people do care about making eye contact, even in the beginning of relationships. Mm-hmm. So if they're not making eye contact By the end of the first date and they aren't making a deal out of it at all, then you should be very worried. Yes. Um, And that's a red flag. For sure. I don't know why I'd want to go see someone again when they are not looking or seeing me. Yeah. Like that.
1: All right. Number seven, not walking the talk or saying contradictory statements to their actions. For example, people that say. Oh my gosh, I'm super concerned about the environment while also using plastic straws and driving cars that are not fuel efficient and littering and doing all kinds of things that are definitely anti-environment. It's really just saying things, saying one thing and then doing another thing. If you are consistently saying one thing and doing another thing, that's a major red flag also.
0: Yeah, if they're not being honest about that, then what else are they not being honest about? Like, Mm -hmm. you have no basis for trust right there, and that does not lead you onto a path for a promising relationship by any means. All right, Uh, number eight goes into criticizing the exes, the food, the environment of the date, or frankly, anyone around them. So uh, there's a quote that leads into saying, if your new date spends your first date being excessively critical of an ex, including calling them Satan or other derogatory nicknames, run you may be dating a narcissist um yeah especially if you if they immediately bring up an ex like that's that's a usually a very big no-no for a first date like why are you doing that yeah like no um other another quote goes into saying especially for first dates if your first if your date does spend your time together ripping others to shreds making fun of others with extreme criticisms whether it's parents siblings friends neighbors bosses or coworkers. Yep, you're going to be on a date with a narcissist. Like even if just talking about how critical, even if they're just being critical about how the food is prepared, about the service of the restaurant, if they're criticizing everyone else, especially if everything else is just fine, mm-hmm. make a beeline for the exit. Just get out of there. Like. And i've i've heard way too many stories of how trashy people can be and saying like oh yeah thanks for the food and then being like super trashy about them or still being super trashy to the waiters and yep like, there's no need for that kind of behavior like ever yep okay?
1: And that feeds perfectly into number nine, which is rude to the waiter or the cashier or whichever kind of like hospitality worker or worker in general is in your vicinity while you're there. That one is always a huge red flag for me, partially because I have worked in restaurants like almost my entire adult life. And so I I could see people coming into the restaurant and I knew just by looking at them who would be the rude ones and who I would have to go do table touches to. Oh yeah. Just by them walking in the building. Oh, um and so whenever I would go on a date with someone if they were not like overly friendly or overly nice to the server, uh-huh. I would immediately be turned off by them. And if they left like a very little tip or no tip at all immediately gone, like I hate them and I never speak to them again because it takes so little effort and energy to be friendly and kind to people that are working and serving you. And if they are not willing to be kind and friendly to the people that are serving them, then there's no chance in hell that they're going to be kind and friendly and respectful to you. Mm -hmm.
0: Well said, like honestly it's, Ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, and then it leads into just, and all this cover number 10, which is complaining all the time. Mm-hmm. So, someone who does that will just, they'll basically bring a steady stream of personal problems and negativity from that first stage through the rest of your relationship. Like that behavior will persist, and that's basically who that person is. It's not just showing one side, it's their whole side. That's who they are.
1: Yeah.
0: And who wants
1: all that negativity around them all the time? Yeah. So the next one, number 11, is being overly romantic very early. So I love this one. Oh, my gosh. gosh. I'm going to read this quote. It's my favorite. (laughs) It's my favorite thing, and I'll explain why in a minute. The quote says, it might seem romantic, but you better watch out if they start giving you gifts, complimenting you to the extreme, becoming way too affectionate too early. This tactic is called love bombing. When you haven't built any foundation yet, to a relationship but they are already treating you as if you are the love of their life they are in fact lulling you into a false sense of security and this is from chris i can't say his last name pleins plines um he's a dating expert and a founder of dating scout.com so i love this one as a red flag because I always thought that it was just me personally that didn't feel comfortable when people were overly romantic very early because I am not I am not a romantic person at all. Mm-hmm. It's not me, very much not like that. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was just me for the longest time that was like putting a distance on people when that would happen. But apparently, it is a mega huge red flag when people are overly romantic because if you have like just met someone. They have no right whatsoever to be, like, that affectionate with you. They don't know anything about you. You don't know anything about them. You owe them nothing. They owe you nothing. That should not be happening, period.
0: Exactly. No. Mm Mm-hmm. No. 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 Like, I've seen, like, budding relationships, and I remember, like, when I turned sixteen and all the other girls were like, Oh my gosh, it's so exciting to be able to date now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you can do all this and I was like, Okay, but like let's 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 just take this down a notch for a minute. Can we yeah. please? Because that's weird, right there. Yeah. Like are you not are you not looking at that weird thing right there? And they're just like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh and I'm like, but stop, you guys. Ugh. It's not okay. <laughs> so Anyways, <laughs> moving on to number 12 Always late without communicating Oh my gosh Yep. So this is a problem yep. um, And I know we like to blame this on Technology or just like The way people are no. But you know what, if they don't give you heads up After the 5 minute mark, then you could be Wasting your time, if you're looking for someone who's serious About finding a good relationship, then maybe find Someone who values your time better mm-hmm. Like, come on I mean, a 5 minute mark I mean, that's pretty strict. Like, I do give people a little bit more time than that because I know most people in my life, unfortunately, do not show up on time. <laughs> so, I, I love yeah. to arrive on time. I love to arrive actually two minutes early. That is my jam. Mm-hmm. But as someone who had a sister who was over an hour late to her own wedding, like, I just.
1: Anyways, yeah, 13. number 13 has everything in common with you. So weird. This, one, this one is so weird. and It's very sketchy. And I actually yeah. realized so while I was typing up the research, I realized that this is what happened with my last boyfriend. 100%. Yeah. So the quote says, if you find your date is leading the conversation and you're in a constant state of me too, you might want to pause. Soulmate belief or not, if someone keeps bringing up things that you're aligned with, i.e. your favorite food, band, color, shop, author, place to grab lunch on Tuesdays, it could be a sign that they social media stalked you and are attempting to win your affection by stacking the deck. Anyone who wants to manipulate the situation to seem like you have so many similarities and therefore a connection could be a real sign of someone who is overly controlling and potentially harmful. Mm -hmm. So this one, so my last boyfriend I met at um, Sci-Fi Speed Dating at Mm -hmm. MegaCon in Tampa. Uh So I met him in real life and we like talked a little bit and then we started texting each other for like maybe two weeks afterwards. And then when we went on our first date, it was literally that situation, like literally that situation of, oh, my gosh, like I was just listening to this song by so and so. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love them. And he was like, oh, my gosh, really? And it took me until literally like today to realize no. <laughs> today, four years I later, <laughs> like
0: <laughs>
1: Homeboy probably stalked my social media. So Oof. Mm-hmm. stay safe, kids. I mean, yeah,
0: it's nice that you want to get to know someone, but, like, just get to know them in real life. Honestly, it's the best way to do it. It's just creepy. Like, it's not possible to have everything in common. Yeah, and you want differences. Trust me. And, like, the healthiest relationships that I have seen in my life, they are different people with their own interests where they found the similarities and connect on those and have their own things that make them individual. Yeah. Like, that's how it should be. Yeah. All right. Number 14, they're always on their phone but take forever to text you back, or they're always on their phone when on a date with you, Mm -hmm. which is the worst. So if they don't value giving you attention now, this could definitely be a sign of things to come. Like I try not to bring out my phone at all on a date. Like if I do, it's to it would either be to check the time, to like if we if I need to Google something that we're talking about. Or for a related reason for the conversation to take place. So that there's a reason. But, like, for, I've been on the last couple of days I've been on, they've all, like, pulled them out for, like, just because there's a lull in the conversation or because I took a bite of my food and then I'm just like, excuse me? Yeah. I mean, like, I know I'm not the most interesting person in the world, but come on.
1: I try really hard to not have my phone out at all when I'm on a date with someone. Yeah, even if it's a bad date, Uh even if it's a terrible date and I want to get out, I try really hard to give them my full attention because it's just respect. If it's that bad of a date, then end the date. Just say, hey, you know what?
0: I appreciate this, but I need to go
1: do what I do. If you want to get out of a date early and start talking about serial killers, it scares them and then you're totally fine. You're in the clear. You're free to go. Yeah, no, just send the date. Come on. <laughs> All right. Number 15. When they try to take a selfie with you the first time they see you. Okay. So this one I didn't really understand. So I'm going to read this quote and this one makes, it will help make more sense. Um, So the quote says, confidence and friendliness is attractive. But if your date is acting too familiar with your roommate who happened to answer the door, if he wants to talk to your mom when she calls you, or is immediately adding you to social networks and wanting to take a selfie, then you might be facing a glaring red flag around their ability to understand social norms and boundaries. Interesting. I understand, like, wanting to take a picture together at some point in the date. I'm okay with yeah. that. But if it's like, hi, my name is Tracy, let's take a selfie. <laughs> uh huh. No, no. 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 No, no, no.
0: Yeah, only no. if it's gone well enough and there's, like, a real reason to take a picture. Like, oh, we're having fun and there's this really cute, cool mural or we just made this really cool memory, so let's take a picture kind yeah. of situation.
1: Yeah, but pictures right out of the gate or asking to talk to your mom on the phone when she calls, absolutely not. No, no, no.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, and I think you definitely need to know that person and have been talking to them for, like, 24 hours plus before adding them on social. And then... You know, like after they leave, like talk to your roommate, talk to your person, talk to your mom, whoever it is after that person leaves to give them the rundown on what you think of that person. So the next time if your roommate, your mom or your person like meets that person you went on a date with, they know what to expect. Like if they if they like call up your mom or something, they're like, Hey, this person said this and then their your mom is like, Oh, but no, my my daughter actually doesn't like you, so go away kind of thing. Like, yeah. You, you got to be prepared for that.
1: Yikes. Ugh. All right. So number 16, bringing up childhood trauma on the first meeting. Uh, <laughs> A first date is not the time to talk about childhood trauma or the first time you meet someone. That is not the time or the no. place to talk about your childhood trauma. The no. first date should be chill, relaxed, relaxed casual talking to one another just being very relaxed I understand that there are some instances where like talking about your family is very difficult and like sometimes talking about family like oh how many siblings do you have or like where does your where's your family from like that seems like a very casual question for a first date and so it can become a little awkward if you're like oh I'm actually an orphan or something like that like it can get awkward but like you can move past it. And I also know that it's understandable to like want to help someone, but that's not your job on a first yes. date in a first meeting. Yeah. That's not on you. Exactly. Um and they need to get help from the right people, i.e. a mm-hmm. therapist or close family members or close friends or something, um, that can help them process that appropriately. That is not for you to do on the first date or the first time you meet them yes there there shouldn't there shouldn't be any
0: dealing of trauma hopefully on any date like on any first date let's not no no it's yeah. it's and it's a big red flag when someone tries to put that on your shoulders mm-hmm. 17 is when they are the only one asking the questions or vice versa if you are the only one asking questions and i have had to do that before I have yep. on dates where I'm literally the only one asking any questions and I'll be like, and they're get, and if they're giving me like one or two word answers, it's not a conversation. Are you no. kidding me? Like, yeah. and then, then they have the audacity to ask me out again. Yeah. How dare I'm like, you? I am sorry. Like, I can't, <laughs> I, I cannot hold this conversation for the two of us. I carried this date. <laughs> Yeah. I'm tired. Like, no. <laughs> that was exhausting. Uh, like, I, I can't do that. Like if you if you speak up and say, hey, I want to fix that, like I'm gonna do better this time, like if you if you said that maybe then I'd be like, Yes, like okay, I'll try again. But yeah. ugh, I had to sleep for like a week after that. So if they are the only one asking questions and if they're not really answering their own questions either, like if they're not if they're not trying to participate, then then it shows that they're not trying to be a part of that. If they're not, they're not trying to be engaged at all. And they're not willing to share any information, um, which means they're not trying to be a part of the relationship that you could potentially build. And yeah. then if you're not the only one, and if you are the only one asking questions, then it shows that they either don't have anything to say or they don't want to say anything, which means they're not engaged either. So, exactly. You, yeah. Why would you want to be with them?
1: No, 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 no. So, number 18, they give you a pet name immediately, like Baby or Honey or Sugar or Bay or whatever. So, it's not to be cute. It's because they can't keep track of who you are, and they do this with multiple partners. So, don't be flattered. Or it's also because they can't remember your name. So.
0: Okay. I did see this on a Reddit line once, though. Yeah.
1: I did. It happened.
0: It it was this couple who'd been together for like two or three months, (laughs) and she couldn't remember his name. Shut up. Yeah, and then he he made this thing, so this is going to get a little inappropriate, but he was like, hey, like when we're together like later this week, like because I have to work all week, I want you to say my name. And so she's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like I can't say his name. I don't remember his name. And then, like, she, so she went on Reddit, like asking for help, and they're like, "You just have to ask." And so finally, she went, and she was like, "I'm really sorry, but I don't remember your name, and I haven't been able to figure out <gasps> how." To... And he's, and he's like, "Yeah, I kind of figured. That's why I, I asked." Oh you. no! <laughs> he <her> for <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh!
1: There was another thing that I saw <laughs> on Twitter where a girl could, was on a date with this guy. And they're at a bar or something, and she forgot his name. And they ran into one of her friends, and he could tell that she could not remember his name Uh in the middle of this date. And so he goes, oh, why don't you introduce me to your friend over here? And she goes, I would love to. Um, Stacy, this is... uh, and she could not say his name and he just oh stood no. there and he like was oh looking no. at her like I know you don't know my name but I'm gonna let you sweat here and then finally oh no. at the end of it he said what his name was and she was like I felt so oh. humiliated at that moment so yeah yes it happens I understand but like it's so much better to just get the awkwardness out of the way and be like i'm so sorry i can't remember your name please remind me i promise not to mess it up again (laughs) and then but but if they just give you a pet name immediately and ignore your name and they never try to say what your name is in the future like that's a red flag yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they, they should care about your name as
0: well as making sure it's pronounced right and spelled correctly yes All right, 19, makes all of your stories about them. The easiest way to tell if someone is doing this exactly um, is by how fast they respond and if it actually applies to your exact scenario or if they just want to start talking about themselves again. Yeah. Like, come on, guys, just sit down and listen for a minute. Like, some people have the greatest stories
1: to share. Which ties into the next one, which is they cannot stop talking about themselves. (sighs) Um. So it's like if you ask them a question at the beginning of the date, and then they go on and on and on into their entire life story and how they got to this point in their lives, and they never ask you a single question about you or your experience, like that's a big problem. Honestly, yes.
0: Okay, so and then tied into both of those is um, comparison stories. Uh. With- so basically saying, I did the same thing yeah. as you, but bigger and better, which is about bragging and being self-centered, which is never worth it. I hate so I'm it. Granted, like, once I started learning more about this, I realized that I, I like to say I did this, and I no longer do this. This is what I'm hoping for, because I realize I am not perfect. Okay. Um. So because I just was like, oh, I've had one of these ha- things happen to me too, kind of thing. Um. But not like, I don't think it was about bragging but sharing hopefully i don't know um okay so i had a friend go on a date she was having so many issues with her date one night and she was like i'm just gonna keep myself amused and so she started making up her own stories to see how far (laughs) he would go with them and i don't remember how ridiculous it got but it got ridiculous because she was like this is not possible but like he's just going with it because he wants to keep bragging to him to her about being so much better than she is oh my and like God. i've seen this happen way too much between like between just like clicks friends and dates and relationships like oh yeah no like i know you did that but like look at me here and it's just like are you kidding me like no just let me have a moment
1: here stop it's ridiculous there's see and there's a difference between like sharing a story like If you and I were talking and you shared a story and then I shared a story that like tied along with it or like I had a similar experience, that's different than being like, oh, no, I I did the exact same thing, except mine is much, much crazier than yours. And like, here's why. And then like basically negating your entire story. I feel like when we are in conversations with people on dates you should be sharing stories. You should be sharing like these crazy experiences that you've had. But if someone is trying to disregard your story and like say how their story is so much better and here's why, like that's a major red flag.
0: And it's rude. Mm-hmm. Like share the stories, share each other's accomplishments and struggles. But like don't, don't do that. Like, come yeah. on, you guys. I agree. So. Goodness. Right. Yeah. So those are the um the numbers the the first state red flags uh the twenty that we shared from the Cosmopolitan article. Yeah. Okay. Leading into another thing, um, I do want to bring up there is a recording on YouTube about a a recording from a Life Fireside on the forty red flags of toxic relationships for LDS. Um, I didn't have time to watch it all, but I do think it's worth checking out if you have any concerns, if you have any of your own concerns. It was given by Lisa Roberts McDougall. She teaches singles, young adults, youth, and adults, of course, how to date carefully and avoid wolves in sheep's clothing. You can find her content, whether you are divorced or not, at LDS divorcevictims.blogspot.com or her Facebook group titled LDS Divorce Survivors. So I only listened to the first couple of minutes, but I really like how she started it by addressing how the LDS culture doesn't like to address divorce. Of course, we don't like to talk about relationships and in most cultures don't. No cultures like to do that, especially ours, which is why we're always saying, hey, work on your relationships or get married and things will get better. Or once you are married, have babies and then it will get better. But no, that you can't just put a band-aid on a red flag and call it good. If there are red flags, you have to do something about them or things are just going to get worse. Okay? So you can't just ignore them and let the and hope that they are going to get better. And so in Lisa Roberts McDougall's fireside that she gave, she talked about how much people struggle in dealing with toxic relationships on things to watch out for and how to deal with them and how to find support within the church because it is very difficult to find them like that is so difficult um but i just wanted to give that youtube video um a shout out because it's important that we make sure no one feels alone while they're struggling and that it's gonna happen that people do give a divorce and that you can do your best to prevent bad relationships and unhealthy relationships before they they get worse kind of thing. Exactly. Yes, I agree.
1: So um, I don't really want to talk about everything from this other article. I just want to pull a couple of important notes from it. Um, it's from a Business Insider article from 2018. It's called Red Flags You Should Look Out For. And in this article... The author says everyone has their own quirks and opinions and someone who's a bit different is not a reason to run for the hills, but it's a major red flag if you find yourself compromising on yourself or feeling uncomfortable. The big thing that the author talks about in this article is trusting your gut. Um, So there are some things that they explain as red flags, which are really, really good red flags. So one of them is... You are constantly justifying their bad behavior. If you find yourself justifying their mindset or meanness, then it's time to take a pause and step back. Our brains work overtime to convince us of someone who is not good for us, even when our gut knows it. Another one is they don't talk through issues, problems, or miscommunications. They just shut down. They walk away. They have tantrums. They place blame on you. Those are all red flags as well. Mm-hmm. um another one is they are constantly testing your boundaries mm-hmm. um yeah so do this if,
0: okay but yeah you know just do this for me once just do this for me once just
1: yes so she specifically says run from anyone who attempts to cross a boundary that you have set so if you said for example that you do not want to go further sexually and they insist that is someone who is testing your boundary definitely run away from them red flag. Um, another one is they have a massive sense of entitlement. And this one is one that was very interesting to me because it's basically when someone feels entitled to us doing more for them than what they are willing to do for you in the relationship. Um, so it's like people that say like, oh, can you help me with this thing? Like, I really just need help. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll help you. And they then you take care of it immediately. They're like, perfect, great. And then when you flip the script and you say, Can you help me with this one thing? And they go, oh, yeah, I'll get to that. Or "Um, I can't right now, but I can when I'm Uh, free. And then they just never get to it and they never help you. That person is showing a heightened sense of entitlement. Mm -hmm. Um, When one person is giving and giving and giving and the other person never gives back, there's a serious imbalance. And the other person is selfish and they are fine because their needs are being met, but your needs are not being met. Okay, And then the big one is something in your gut feels wrong. And I really like this quote. So I'm going to read this quote. It says, the first thing to look for is your own intuition and listening to your gut. If you have the feeling something is wrong, things aren't adding up, then trust that. If you are dating someone who tries to rush a relationship without giving you time to get to know them properly, slow it down yourself and take control. If they are not patient with this request, then you get out. Never be rushed, even if it feels good. A soulmate will be kind and patient, while abusers rush to confuse victims and to control. If you prove hard to control very quickly, an abuser will back off and you will save yourself from a lot of heartache. Always listen to your gut instincts. If something inside of you is telling you no and this is wrong and you shouldn't be with this person, listen to that Mm -hmm. and just get out. Yes, well, especially if they constantly deny, criticize, or dismiss me dismiss
0: you. You Mm -hmm. could be in a relationship with an emotional manipulator if you see an emotional double standard in the relationship. And that's not okay. Like gaslighting is such a huge issue. I just feel like I see it too much all over the place and it's not okay. And relationships are supposed to be give and take. They're supposed to be equal. They're supposed to be balanced, well balanced, well and they have to be well maintained and we just have to take care of each other. And I don't get why it's so hard. And why some people just can't do it. And if they are not taking you seriously. Then that is a a red flag. If they're just saying. Oh no you're imagining things. Or oh I never said that. Oh no that doesn't matter. Oh no. That's not okay. They they don't have that right to ignore you. To say what you want. What you need. What you love doesn't matter. That's not okay.
1: Yeah. So we covered a lot of red flags. Also. In our previous episode about dating apps, which we kind of just made fun of and we were laughing at the whole time. But there's one in this article from Medium Online. It's called Eight Online Dating Red Flags. And oddly enough, they only gave you seven. So I don't know why nobody can count anymore. (laughs) But number four in this list is a bio that is too good to be true. And I'm going to read this entire section because it's so important to just understand as single people. So the author says, Great job, gorgeous house, expensive car, lavish vacations, always having a good time and living a grand life. They're sweet, charming, funny, intelligent, kind, compassionate, and generous to a fault. They're everything that you and every other single person out there has been looking for. They are that elusive, perfect person that unicorn that everyone wants to find. Why the heck would that be a red flag? Well, think about it for a second. If they're so incredible, so perfect, and have such an amazing life, why are they single? Hmm. There are really only two reasons why they're single. One, Mr. or Miss Perfect is looking for Miss or Mr. Perfect themselves and failing to find a second unicorn. Or, number two, The bio isn't entirely true. Well, well, well. Which one do you think is more likely? Sure, it's possible that this person really does exist and really is that great, and they're just looking for someone as wonderful as they are. But it's much more probable that they are really much less incredible, and not living a life even remotely close to what they present. Mm-hmm. We all put our best foot forward on a dating site, so you shouldn't expect to see them spilling all their dirty laundry. But if you don't let yourself be blinded and you pay enough attention, you can tell the difference between someone putting their best foot forward and someone lying through their teeth and hoping it will lure you in. I know that we have this mindset of online dating is, it's all visual. Like, if you aren't... I Hot Or if you aren't a certain way, if you don't look like an Instagram model, like you're not going to get any sort of attention on dating apps. Mm -hmm. And while that is true, you have to remember that question of if they are so incredible and so perfect and have such an amazing life, why are they single? What is it really that is making them unable to find someone and to settle down with them? Sure, it is possible that... They are really that perfect and that wonderful and that they exist out there. Um, But it, like she says in the article, it's more likely that they are lying through their teeth and hoping that it will lure you in. Or they're just straight up catfishing you. Yeah, that too.
0: Either way, it is
1: not worth it. No, it's not. Not okay. No. All right. So, Kaylee, why why did we feel the need to mention all of these different red flags and like bring up this whole topic as an episode?
0: Because no one deserves to be miserable. We all deserve happiness. Mm -hmm. We deserve fulfilling relationships. That's what the Lord wants for us. We want happiness. And I mean, yeah, the church does say we should get married and yes, marriage is good and marriage can be a good thing. And so, yeah, that's good. But marriage is not worth giving up ourselves like our individuality our own self-worth our like who we are as our own people and ignoring red flags leads to unhealthy relationships
1: yeah So. so we've already talked about like gaslighting manipulation lying emotional abuse controlling potentially isolating you from your friends or family, sexual abuse, like someone who is pressuring you to go beyond your boundaries. There are so many ways that you can be abused in a relationship, and a lot of these could be prevented if you didn't ignore the red flags that are there. Now, we do have to add a little asterisk and a caveat to this, that Sometimes people are so good at manipulating others that you don't see the red flags at all. It does happen. Like Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy was a master manipulator. He was charming. He was sweet. He was, he just oozed charm on everybody. You hear it from a lot of his victims that like survived that they never once felt threatened by him. They felt like he was just so good. And so, In some instances, you won't see the red flag, but we're hoping that by us sharing some of these red flags that you'll be able to recognize them when they come up and do something about them so you aren't put in a situation that could potentially put you in harm's way or lead you down to a road of heartache and pain in the future. Exactly. Yeah,
0: so let's nip the problem in the bud before um, getting into a worse spot. Red flags exist and are a symptom of underlying problems with people who have issues. It's like the sneeze you see and feel before everyone knows the virus is there. So don't get sick and stay safe.
1: Yes, and just like we talked about a couple weeks ago when we talked about preparing um, for the future alone, don't overlook a red flag just because you're scared of being alone. There's nothing wrong with being single. Do not ignore a red flag just because you're afraid of being single for the rest of your life. Because I promise that that is not what Heavenly Father intended for you.
0: Seriously, it it would be better to be alone than to be with someone who does not see you the way that Heavenly Father sees you. Oh, I just got chills. The Lord is with us.
1: Yes, this took a very serious turn at the end of the episode. (laughs) But like... I know that I've experienced a lot of red flags in a lot of my relationships and in a lot of first dates and even in friendships. Red flags are not exclusive to people that you date. They are universal for any kind of relationship. So if you are seeing any kind of red flag in any relationship that you have, you need to address that red flag. Either talk to the person about said red flag Talk about why it's problematic or cut them out of your life entirely. You don't need to have those kind of people in your life. If you are seeing red flags, run from them. Do not run, away. run do not run towards them like a bull. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, don't do that. You're not yeah. a bull. Don't don't do that. Please. Yeah.
1: You are better than that and you are stronger than that and <laughs> If you need that extra motivation, then we are here for you. Because remember, we're your moms now. Yes, we are. And we want you you to be safe. So (laughs) avoid those red flags, girls and boys. Stay away from them. Yes.
0: Our children.
1: (laughs) Anyways, that's pretty much it for today.
0: We hope that took your blinders off.
1: How about that? Yes, I like that. All right. We hope we opened your eyes today. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye.